why this was the perfect way for the Twins to start their second half of the season. Miguel Sano's looming return, the spreadsheet, the standings. It's all coming on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, July 24th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my third season talking daily on the Minnesota Twins on the Lockdown Twins podcast where it's your team every single day. This was the best way for the Twins to start their second half. They outscored the Tigers 17-5. to And the reason I say it was the best way for them to start the second half is because they got two great starts from Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray. Those two combined for 11 and two-thirds innings, two earned runs, 14 strikeouts, and two walks. To me... That's the most important development in the second half is Gray and Ryan, their consist- consistency, because we can talk so much about the trade deadline, and we have and we will, about who the Twins can add in the rotation, who they can add in the bullpen. But so much of this is going to depend on Gray and Ryan and their consistency and their ability to go out there and give the Twins a chance to win every five days. So that was great to see. And the Twins scored 17 runs in these two games. The reason that was important and perfect Scoring 17 runs in two games is always great, but they scored 15 total in that five-game series loss in Detroit that last time they were there. They lost four or five. They scored 15 total runs in that series. They scored 17 these last two days. It can be a tough place to score because it's such a big park. The outfield is so big. Hitting it out to center is nearly impossible, and the Twins we know rely, not rely, but you know, they like to lean into the long ball a little bit, and they just don't get those opportunities as much in Detroit. Now, Correa went deep. They strung together rallies. They got it done. They scored a bunch of runs, eight and then nine. That was awesome to see. And that's important because if you look at the schedule here, let's look at the schedule for the rest of this month. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, they have a day off Monday at Milwaukee for two, a day off Thursday, and then they're at San Diego for three. I'll be at the games Friday and Saturday in San Diego. Very excited. But the reason it was important for them to sweep this Tigers series, this little two-game set, is because they're going to see Corbin Burns on Wednesday. And I'm not saying they can't beat Corbin Burns, but Corbin Burns is amazing. And, you know, if they're going to lose a game, it's probably going to be that one. And they catch Milwaukee's fifth starter. I think it'll be Alexander. It's to be determined right now on Tuesday. But they have Bunny and Archer going. So it was important for them to, to win both of these games in Detroit. If you can win the first game of Milwaukee and then try your hardest against Corbin Burns, and if you lose to him, you come out of the break, you know, winning three out of four games. I'm not saying they're going to lose to Corbin Burns, but, you know, he is one of the best starters in baseball. He won the Cy Young Award last year. So it was important to get these two, and looking at the upcoming schedule, it makes it all the more important. Now, the Twins have the 14th easiest remaining schedule. These five games are five of their toughest moving forward. And you look at August. Now, August is not... 
it's not easy per se. You have to go to Houston. You got to go to LA and play the Dodgers. You got the Blue Jays in there. You know, the Giants and Red Sox are running the playoff picture. But you have 20 home games, 20 home games in August, which is incredible. I mean, that's a lot of home games for the Twins. They are better at Target Field. I enjoy watching them more at Target Field. And as soon as they're done in San Diego, and you're hoping they split Milwaukee, and if they can find a way to win that Padres series, that would be awesome. Then you come home, you got the Tigers for three, the Blue Jays for four, before you go out to L.A. and play the Dodgers in Anaheim for the Angels that weekend. And then you have Royals, Rangers at home, at Astros, and then Giants, Red Sox at home. So it's not an easy schedule, but it's manageable, I think, in the second half for the Twins. But in order for it to be manageable, they need to take care of business against Detroit and Kansas City. When your schedule starts to get tough is when you start losing to the teams you're supposed to beat because then the pressure is on you to beat those good teams on your schedule. You'd still like to see the Twins win a majority of their games against those good teams. But I think first things first, we always say in order to win the Central, in order to win a division, you need to beat the worst teams in the division. And usually at the end of the year, if there's a race, it's whoever beat those teams more. And, you know, if a, if a season series is 10-9 between the White Sox and Twins, it's probably going to come down to who beat the Royals and Tigers more often. And the Twins want to be that club. They want to be the team at the end who took care of business against the lesser teams in the division. This was great. It was great to see Sonny and Joe Ryan perform the way they did. The bullpen wasn't, wasn't awesome, but it really was an ideal way to kick off this trip and to kick off the second half. Now, Byron Buxton got a PRP injection in his knee. He did not play in either of these games. They're hoping to have him back for Milwaukee. This is just par for the course this year with him. I don't know why people would be surprised. Like This is, this is what it's going to be for the year with him and his knee. He's been off the injured list. I, just, I think it's a good thing that he's not been on the injured list all year. He's been playing at less than 100%. But your two big goals this season are win the division and have Byron Buxton healthy for October. And so far, they're on pace for both of those things. And, you know, healthy is probably not going to be 100% for the rest of the year. But he's not on the injured list. You have to manage these things. I think to this point, they've managed it pretty well. Not perfectly, in my opinion, but they've managed it pretty well with him. And and at this point right now that he's been off the injured list all year, I'm going to trust the process. And the Twins won both games without Byron Buxton. But you'd like to have him back in Milwaukee. And that sounds like it is the plan. I'm going to give you some numbers to show why the Twins have a top five offense in Major League Baseball. It may not seem like it because they're not up there in the run scored category and they're not up there consistently on a daily basis, but there are plenty of numbers to show that this team is a very good offense, has a very good offense and predictive measures to show that there might be more offense coming after this word from Blue Nile. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's Bench Jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. 
ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Now, the Twins out of the gate had a lot of offensive problems. I know it feels like forever ago because it was, but in April, Barn Buxton was literally carrying this offense in a lot of ways. And again, it's hard to remember that, but it's true. Right now, the Twins and weighted runs created plus, which if we could have one number to measure a hitter or an offense, it would be weighted runs created plus. How effectively do you create runs as an offense that includes stealing bases, that includes, you know, base running, that includes home runs, that includes how you drive, how many, how well do you create runs and how does that compare to the rest of the league? Average is 100. So a point below, you know, 101 is above average, 99 is below average. The Twins right now are at 111. So they're 11% above average and that ranks fifth in all of baseball. They're up there with the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Astros and the Blue Jays. The Twins are fifth in weighted runs created plus. Woba, weighted on base average. It takes on base percentage and it adjusts for doubles, triples, homers. So it weighs those extra base hits more than it does a single or you know a walk like on base percentage takes those all in as equal. On base at, on OBA, 325, which is fifth in baseball. On base percentage, 323. That's fifth in baseball. So way to run scripted plus, WOBA, and on base percentage. The Twins are top five in Major League Baseball. They're fifth. Barrel rate. How often are they hitting the ball at an ideal angle and hard? 9.7% barrel rate. That's third in the majors. Hard hit rate. How often are they hitting the ball hard? 42%. That's fourth in the majors. Average exit velocity. 89.8 miles per hour. That is fourth in the major. So when you, what does this all mean? When you look at these numbers and the twins don't have a perfect offense, they're not the best offense in baseball. You look at average, they're like sixth. You look at other things, they're a lot of metrics, they're sixth. I chose the top five metrics to show, you know, where they are a top five offense and why I think they're a top five offense is because they went through so many struggles at the beginning of the year. And they're still top five in way to run scripted plus. They're still top three in barrel rate. They're still top top four in hard hit rate. They're still top four in average exit velocity. So given the offensive troubles in the first half, you know, in the first month of the season, they, they figured it out. They're still there. And I'm more hopeful for the second half as, as a predictive measure. These numbers as a predictive measure because they have Kirilov, they have Miranda, and those guys have become legitimate middle-of-the-order bats for the Twins, like run producers in the middle of that order. Miranda especially, but Kirilov's now up. He's hitting 280-something now, I believe, and is driving in runs for them. As a left-handed hitter in the middle of that order, Jorge Polanco, is healthy, at least he came out of the game today. I, I didn't hear anything about Polanco. I think he's okay. But he's healthy and hitting the ball. Correa's off the COVID list and hitting the ball really well. You know, Buxton's in and out, but he's hitting a bunch of homers. Luis Arise is having an MVP caliber season. So that's why I'm hopeful moving forward with the offense. They're already there in a lot of these metrics, but I'm even more excited about the future for this offense. Cause I think there's a, there's places they can go and this even feeds in more. And I know people get frustrated. Like, why do you keep talking about the offense, the offense, the offense, the offense, isn't the problem. The reason I highlight how good the offense is, you know, it's a top five group and a lot of metrics is because that should show you why the team should be going out and making moves for pitching. The offense is good enough to win in October folks. Like this offense is good enough to score and beat teams. They are good enough 
to outscore the Astros and Yankees. If they were 10th, 12th, 15th, 20th in, in these metrics, like predictive measures and measures that just show how good you are, how good are you at, at creating runs as an offense, the Twins are fifth. If they were way down the list and they had pitching problems, I'd say, well, you know, you can improve the pitching, but there's so many holes here. The offense is good enough. The offense is good enough to compete with anybody, in my opinion. The pitching staff is not close. So that's why it's even more imperative they go out and get some pitching. They go out and make moves in a week in six games to improve this pitching staff because they have the offense to get it done. Could the offense get even better? Miguel Sano. Is Miguel Sano on his way to Milwaukee? The Twins have kept this so close to the vest. I have no idea what's going on with him, but let's break down the options here, and I'm going to say my percentages of what I think will, will happen with Miguel Sano after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. Miguel Sano. St. Paul played yesterday, did not play today. What's going to happen here with Miguel Sano? His, his rehab is up. He can no longer play for the Saints. The Twins need to make a decision. And in 45 plate appearances in the minors, Hit 333, 422 on base, slug 795, five home runs, three doubles. No, I don't think what he did on his rehab assignment is the difference between making the team, you know, rejoining the Twins and not. But this is a whole lot better for his case to join the team than if he had struck out 30 times in 45 plate appearances. If he had done that, it's a no-brainer. I think before he went on this rehab assignment, the lean was he's not going to rejoin the Twins. And I don't really think this makes that big of a difference, but it has some weight, like how well he hit in St. Paul and for the FCL Twins. Hit five home runs and 45 plate appearances. Maybe he is timed up. Now the pitchers they're seeing there, folks, not very good. Those pitchers struggle. Those pitchers are not good. This is not Corbin Burns. This is not Joe Musgrove, who the Twins will see in San Diego. Completely different, but it can't hurt his case, right? Here are the three options with Miguel Sano. You can activate Miguel Sano and he rejoins the big league roster, in which case I think Gilberto Celestino is gone to AAA. Or Max Kepler goes on the injured list, got hit on the foot today and left the game. He could go on the IL as possible. So you can activate Sano to the major league roster. You can DFA Miguel Sano and eat his salary. And that's a possibility here. They just eat away his, his rest of the year salary and his buyout for next year. He's not under a guaranteed contract next year. The Twins can buy out his contract, and they are they will do that even if he does make the team, even if he does rejoin the team. They will not pick up his team option next year. Or you can trade Miguel Sano. And a lot of people have said, like, trade Miguel Sano. Get, get whatever you can for him. That's possible. Here are my percentages. I think it's a 65% likelihood the Twins will activate Miguel Sano. So if you're looking at 100 different outcomes here, 
in 65 of them, I see the Twins activating Sano to the Major League roster. In 20 of them, I see the Twins trading Miguel Sano for cash considerations for a player to be named later for something. In 15%, I see them DFAing Miguel Sano and eating the salary. That's a possibility. In the offseason, I would have said DFA is like 0%. They're not DFAing Miguel Sano and eating his entire salary. But now you're halfway through the year. He was bad to start the year. He is coming off you know, a surgery on his knee, and you have a young Jose Miranda, who you maybe didn't expect to be this good right out of the gate, makes it easier to eat that salary. It's not as big of a salary. You're closer to the end of the contract. So that's much higher for me, but it's still only 15%. I think they're going to activate Miguel Sano, and I think this is why. In his career, we've talked about this before, but I pulled together all his numbers in the second half of seasons in his career. In his entire career, in the second half, he's a 240 hitter, and that doesn't jump off the page at all. But his on-base percentage is 334, which is solid, and he's slugging 492 with 76 home runs, 198 runs driven in in 323 games. That is a productive, good slugger in the middle of a lineup. You know, a six six hole hitter, right-handed hitter, 240. You know, OPS well over 800, 76 home runs in 323 games. And I've said this year, like one spot the Twins, I think, could stand to get better. They are top five in quite a few metrics and metrics I like and metrics I favor over others. Sometimes they do need a big swing. They need they need more home runs. Like they're a top 10 group in home runs, but like I think they could be a top five-ish group in homers as well. And I don't want to see them get out homered in the playoffs. Miguel Sano could be part of that solution. But at what cost, right? Is Is he going to strike out? every you know 60 percent of his plate appearances and strike out in big spots unable to put the ball in play when the twins need that productive out and i know that's that's out of style but it's still a thing and i think there have been times this year too where the twins putting the ball in play has benefited them i also think there have been times where they need some more pull power in the lineup i think they're going to activate him that's why i have it at 65 percent. i think it's more likely than not he will be activated and i think gilberto celestino will go down and i think gordon will be the, the primary backup center fielder for buxton and celestino has made that sort of simpler for the twins like he's hit for no power he's played a pretty good center field he's been good left like he's a valuable fourth outfielder i think but you have two fourth outfielders on the team nick gordon's out of options you can't send down nick gordon they're not going to DFA Nick Gordon. So I think Sully's going down, and I think Sano's coming up and joining the team of Milwaukee. But nothing would surprise me here. I wouldn't be surprised if they DFA'd him. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him. I think there's a 35% chance it'll be one of those two, right? So I wouldn't be surprised with any outcome with Miguel Sano. I just know these numbers in the second half. I know that he's been a productive hitter in the second half of seasons for his entire career. So I think that's why they'll activate him. I don't know. I know Twins fans, a lot of Twins fans don't want to see Miguel Sano anymore. I get it. And I certainly don't want to talk about how much he's striking out for the Twins again. I'm, I'm kind of sick of doing that. So maybe the best thing is to just give the reins to Jose Miranda and Gio Rochella full time at first and third. You know, and Alex Kirilov plays some first and plays in the outfield, and you don't have to worry about it. He'll, Celestino stays on the roster. He fills in for Buxton still, you know, continues in his role for right now. Or do you give Miguel Sano a chance? The thing is, like, giving Miguel Sano a chance, I'm fine with. But the Twins are in the middle of a 
race in the division, not just with one team, with two teams. And the White Sox schedule is extremely light. They have 19 straight games against losing teams. So Miguel Sano, you know, a bad 10 games of Miguel Sano could potentially hurt you a lot. You know, certainly a lot more than it would if the season was lost. Like if the season was lost, activate him. You know, give him a chance to build maybe his value a little bit before free agency. But they're in first place, and they are not in first place by 15 games like the Yankees. They're in first place by three games over Cleveland, four games over the White Sox. And I think even the most optimistic fan would say they have like a 55, 60% chance of winning this division. So it's a big decision. I think that's why you're not hearing what they're going to do. I haven't heard a, a peep. And maybe we will Monday, but they said they're going to announce it on Tuesday. What's happening with Miguel Sano? I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're going to activate him. And we'll see. Let me know what you think in the comments. Like, subscribe. Thanks so much for watching. Good two-game sweep by the Twins. We'll be back all year long. All year long. We'll be here all second half talking Twins and breaking all these things down. I will be breaking down the Miguel Sano decision, what they do with Miguel Sano this week on the podcast. We'll be breaking down these games against Milwaukee, how the Twins look against Corbin Burns, against Joe Musgrove and you Darvish, whoever they see in San Diego. I'll be here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen. The Lockdown MLB Podcast, MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.